and a pragmatist. So I think Christianity works better. Christianity has better outcomes than the alternatives. All, all of them? No, most of them. I think that there's a small number of people that can handle atheism. And I know all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm friends with all of them. <laughs> okay, here we are. Where are we, sir? We are in Santa Barbara at the Hilton. And, and what is your name? <laughs> Michael Shermer. And uh, uh, what is your name, sir? Michael Schellenberger. Wow, so two so similar. Two Michaels and two very good friends of mine. So that's amazing how that works out. And we're going to do a little. Well, you said I was your best friend, not be best friend. <laughs> oh no, I got busted already. Uh, so we're going to do a little spectrum street epistemology, okay. and we're going to start off with the claim: Christianity is a better bulwark against woke than humanism. So easy. Move. All right. Wow. Oh, that's soft. <laughs> wow, really? Okay, grab the board. Okay. Grab the board. Wow, right out of the gate. Okay, write down your best reason for believing that Christianity uh, is a, a, a bulwark, better. a better bulwark. Yeah. So I, I, don't I, show him, Michael. Don't show him. Take a guess at what his best reason for believing that is. Uh, because Christians have a sense of right and wrong that is absolute and objective, they believe. And therefore, wokeness, which is based on more moral relativism, doesn't work. Wow, that is so interesting. Is that, don't, don't, all, don't tell them the reason, but okay. is that correct? No. Is his reason better or worse than the one you have written here? Worse. Sorry. Okay. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. We're all I friends here. I love you, here. but no. We're all friends here. Okay, so I want, don't show him, okay. don't show him. I want you to guess what his reason is that he wrote down. Um, because uh, only a secular, uh, only a secular alternative to wokeism uh, can undermine wokeism. Is that is that correct? Uh, 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 say it again. Only a secular because uh, only a secular, not a religious alternative, can undermine and replace wokeism. Yeah, kind of. That's kind, kind of. Kind of. Don't don't. Yeah, don't, I won't say it. Say yeah. So it's kind of. It, it's kind of flipped about what Christianity is not doing as opposed to what secularism is doing, which I think is. I like his what he said better than oh, what I wrote. You you like his answer better than what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to give you uh, uh, another opportunity to guess what he has on the board. Like, well, why, maybe, why would okay, someone I believe come, that? I will come up with a, a, sort of a, a political Christianity. Okay. That is to say, it's organized enough to push back against the woke movement, to actually boots on the ground, do something about it. Is that, is his, what he said, correct? No. Okay, can you please share your answer with him? Sure. What is it? Should I read it? Yeah. Because the decline of Christianity resulted in the nihilism that led to wokeism. What do you- That's pretty good, actually. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's a testable hypothesis. Is Okay. Okay. So before we make that to claim, can, I'm going to grab this from you. Sure. Can you please show him your answer? Yeah, mine is Christian. I didn't write it very well. Christianity is not universal ethics to include all people, and it's too, what I really meant to say. It's it's too divisive. It's too judgmental. I see. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go over that one in a second. I'm going to grab this. The decline of Christianity resulted in the nihilism that led to wokeism. Five, four, three, two, one, move. 
Yep. Um, Okay, so if you slightly disagree with that, is that consistent with the position of you being? I may on... even go one more. Because, okay. Okay. Because I happen to be a moral re a moral realist. I think there is right and wrong. I think there is objective reality, and I think the woke movement is simply wrong about what they think is true. And so, at least the Christians have a sense of right and wrong. I don't think grounding it in supernatural beliefs is the right way, secular humanism, you know, Spinoza and Kant and so on, that's the way to ground it. But at least we have that common ground. There is a right and wrong, there is a reality, and the wokesters don't know what that is. Do you agree with his analysis? No. Okay, what reason is he missing? I think that morality is subjective. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, of course. You're surprised? I'm surprised to hear him say Why? that Why? because most Christians, most religious people, this is their core argument, that without God, there's no objective basis of morality. Then it's subjective. Yeah. And Michael is a Christian. Well, I should yeah. be. What am I asking you for? Michael, you're Christian a Christian. existentialist. You're a Christian existentialist. Okay. Um, or existentialist Christian. <laughs> okay. So, and you believe morality. It, and a pragmatist. So I think Christianity works better. Christianity has better outcomes than the alternatives. All, all of them? No, most of them. I think that there's a small number of people that can handle atheism, and I know all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm friends with all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but no, I, I think that, um, and you know, like Sufism, um, you know, reform Judaism. There's certainly, you know, some kinds of Buddhism that are able to sort of embrace the tragedy and suffering of life, but also be redemptive and grateful and transcendent and provide people with the purpose and meaning that they need so that they can behave in moral ways in the world. But I also think that my, my understanding of what, what's moral and not moral is a consequence of, of, of sub inner subjective and subjective uh, views. I don't think that you can I agree with Hume. Uh, you can't derive an ought from an is. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, Mr. Hume, tear down this wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, we can derive oughts from the way things are. You know, that people, people would rather be satiated than starving. They'd rather be free than enslaved. Uh, you know, they, they'd rather be healthy rather than, than diseased. We, we know what leads to human flourishing. You can objectively measure it. And then you can see which systems lead to more human flourishing. Democracy versus autocracy, free markets versus uh, uh, controlled markets and economies and so on. Do you have a comment? We're getting to the next session already, but we're dealing with the reality that you have Democrats in the United States went from 40% to 70% in support of government censorship of online speech between 2018 and 2023. What led Democrats to reject freedom? Uh, was it because, I think it was because the subjective argument for freedom was not properly made and they saw no need for free speech and that for us to make the case uh, for free speech, we have to explain to people, I think this is where I come into the last half, you have to make the case for freedom of speech. It's not obvious 
to people. It seemed obvious, but it no longer seemed obvious to people after the Trump election, particularly why free speech was an absolute value and an inalienable right. And, and we had to, I think, go through a moment where we saw the, the, the potential of tyranny from censorship for us to re-embrace free speech. Because each generation has to relearn it. It's not in the DNA. I think it's actually quite the opposite. I think it's an evolved, I think it requires slow, I think free speech requires slow thinking. It requires uh, rationality. It requires discourse. It requires dialogue. But that the intuitive, the deeper reptilian parts of ourselves is tyrannical and tribal. And we have to experience the consequences of that tyrannical and, and, and reptilian brain for us to appreciate free, freedom and free speech. Do you have a comment on that? Or we doing I do. And, and, and if it's just the pragmatist stuff, I will move one more oh, over here. Wow. Free speech. Wow. Free speech. Because oh, wow. I'm a free speech almost absolutist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to come over here just to, just to give you a hug. And, uh, I'm just saying, because at least. You're, you're, you're a sign of good faith. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I still strongly agree, but okay. I want well, to be closer but, to But I, I will remind right. you, the audience you know, that it wasn't that long ago, a few decades, when the Christians and conservatives yeah. were censoring speech yes. songs expressions uh and so on madonna's videos were immoral oh. and so on so the the roles have flipped a little bit so common cause okay More good price. but yep. that but that idea that a uh, free speech is kind of a fundamental right that grounds all other rights that's kind of a universal idea that should apply everywhere to all people and you know secular humanism that's what we champion is universal uh, principles that apply to everybody doesn't matter who you are so it's, it, to the extent that christians are pulling in that direction that's good but they didn't used to be that way that's right because uh, of our reptilian brain just kind of this tribalism that's you know that that leads you to want to censor people and by that the way, are not can i say like, those were bad christians those are bad christians because remember <laughs> the most important thing that jesus says is you have heard it said that you should love your friends and hate your enemies. I say unto you that you should love your enemies. That is, for me, the most important passage. That is the most important thing Jesus said, and it's the most important phrase in all of Christianity. And so for people to suggest that we should hate uh, enemies is a deeply unchristian uh, value. And so they're betraying their Christianity in spirit, if not in name. It just as an aside, that's in uh, Plato's Republic when he talks about be beating a horse makes it worse. So it's like, so it's that precedes Christianity. So there is some yes. in the Republic. I want to do another claim. Um, Jesus is plagiarizing, is what you're saying? Well, Jesus is a plagiarist. I wouldn't say plagiarist, but I think the Sermon on the Mount is. But, um, but, but, let me address one more thing. <laughs> in the context of this kind of pragmatic theory of truth, you know, I and Hersielli's now famous, yes, yes. you know, why I am now a Christian instead of an atheist is because basically the woke people are, you know, ruining everything. At least the Christians can do something about this. You know, come on. And so Andrew Sullivan, who is a Catholic and Christian, yeah. you know, he kind of upbraided her. like, you should believe because it, it's true, true, not because it, it has practical uh, political That's That's the it. question that I have now. Yeah. It is reasonable to believe in Christianity solely because of the benefits. Move. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am. Okay. Yeah. Why, why do you... Well, because my commitment to truth is that it should be actually true. Um, that is, reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. If you stop believing in Christianity, then you're going to abandon the other things that you embrace. So you should embrace those other principles by themselves, regardless of the 
Christian affiliation because they're true in some objective measurable way. So it's a step, at least they're in the moving in the right direction, but we should we could do better than that. There's not enough epistemic humility in that because what we thought was true throughout human history, as you know, we now view as false. And so you must, not everything, but uh, we don't know what gravity is. We don't know how it works. We don't understand the quantum realm. Uh, We don't really understand the beginning of the universe. We tell a story about it that almost certainly will be a different story in 100 or 200 years. So I think you have to allow more epistemic humility, again, just in a very basic Humean form of our ability to apprehend reality. We don't have a, we are not, the human mind is not a mirror of nature. Okay, yes, epistemic humility, intellectual humility. You know, that's good. That's that's another core secular humanist principle. Sufficient to cause you to move to neutral or no? Uh, no, no, <laughs> just, no, because I think we could do, I mean, for example, you know, well, we used to believe this, now we don't. Well, how likely is it that slavery will return uh, to There's the moral arc. Yeah, there's a moral arc. I mean, are there any countries that are, that are going to re, um, repeal the right for women to vote? Not likely. You know, once you get that step, it, it's not likely to go back. Iran. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's going to be, you know, two or three. But Iran, you know, yeah. You know, in 1919, there was only one country on earth that had allowed women to vote. And then there was this huge burst in the 20s. And, and now every, all women can vote in all countries except one, Saudi Arabia. I guess, and yeah, so that's not going to return. There's a reason that happened. It's not random. It's not cultural relativism. Oh, this century we allowed women to vote, and the next century maybe they they won't be allowed to vote. That's not going to happen because it's a true it's a true human value that people should be treated equally, including men and women. New claim in the United States: the right is a threat to liberal democracy. Are you counting? Yeah, it's a little uh, bit tricky. Counting mega, mega right or, or let's say, yeah, yeah. John McCain kind of right because John McCain kind of right. No, uh, it's it's good for democracy. Broad, broadly, the right. Yeah, I'm gonna go a threat. Yeah, I'll go over slightly. Agree. Depends who it is. Yeah, it depends who it is. You know, I mean, it's like this could be one of these things where just for this decade or 20 years, there's this little blip. Uh, and then we return to the way conservatives used to be, you know, say 1980s, 1990s conservatives, Bob Dole conservatives, right, you know, that right. kind of, that's completely different than what we have now. So I can't tell if this is a trend, this is the direction we're going, and this is going to lead to hell, or this is just a little blip in the system and conservatives will regain their rationality. I'm going to give you last word and I'm going to do a lightning round. <laughs> I just, uh, I think it's just, it's not clear what we mean by the right. Yeah. That's fair enough. So it was so, a yeah. poorly worded, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is there is life in the universe. There is a non-terrestrial, non-human life in the universe. Move. Oh, well, very likely. Very, very likely. I don't know 100%. But, well, yeah. oh. I'm a little surprised. I'll go, I'll go agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, there is inte- the guy. There is intelligent life in the universe. Move. Well, yeah, that I know slightly. Universe is probably teeming with life that's bacterial grade or pretty, pretty, yeah. you know, the chance of getting all the steps up to us, pretty slim. Like so the great filter. Yeah, the great filter. There's a bunch of filters. Okay. So, but, but, you know, the numbers are big, so they're probably out there somewhere. Okay. There is spacefaring life in the universe. Move. Yeah, I'm just, I'll just 
No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. That's also possible, but just narrowing down the numbers. Okay. Um, the United States government, some branch, something in the United States, black ops, black, black ops. They're out the, there on that island. <laughs> the United States government, at some faction or branch or black off books or something, is in possession of alien technology. Yeah, Move. I'm going to go all the way over to here. Yeah. Yeah. Not impossible, but. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. Well, I'll change my Given mind. that I've listened yeah. to like four of your podcasts. No, 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 I, I'm, usually over, the... I'm usually over here. Yeah, I've listened to so Michael many of your. Michael says he yeah, knows somebody. Gravity. I'm pulling him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael says he knows somebody, so, and I trust. neutral, though. <laughs> yeah. But he's okay. neutral. Yeah. I guess. All right, who did you talk to? And show us where does he live. Let's go interview him. The guy who saw the alien. Do you think, as a as a reporter, do you think I'm going to reveal my sources? <laughs> but you, you, we're all friends. Yeah. You trust him. You know he's yes. not bullshitting yes, us. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, so my thought is, he could be completely telling the truth. The guy that he's talking to thinks he's telling the truth. Yeah. He saw something he could not identify. It looked off-world to him. That could be all true, and it still just be some black ops DARPA project that he didn't know about. Okay, let me ask you a question. Michael is not claiming this, but let's say he, he said this guy took me to the Area 51 or whatever and showed me, he's like, holy shit. If he said that right now, what line would you be on? Well, if it's so this is kind of subjective. You know, if it's Bob Lazar, I'm not moving. Right. But if it's Michael Schellenberger, okay, I'll move one. You, you move because, one? Yeah. Well, go, well, I love you too, Michael. <laughs> and, well, and, because if we still, that's not enough to tip over. Because it could the, be some high-tech secret be, stuff yeah, that right, we yeah. sold from the Chinese or whatever. Whatever, yeah. 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 So I'm a little surprised that you're on the neutral given that you've talked to people. We only have one more minute. I'm a little surprised that you're on the neutral given that you've talked to people who have, and you said this on Michael's podcast, yeah. it's not that you talk to people who know a guy who knows a guy. Right. It's like you've talked to people who have seen it and been there. Yes. That's the difference. So why would that not move you to the slightly agree or even agree? Well, not that, but I think that the people I interviewed, I think I, I'm 90% confident that they were telling the truth. So I think there's two potential explanations. One is that uh, they are uh, disinformation actors and that they are and that they were themselves fooled and then to fool others. And then the other is folkloric contagion, which is a form of social contagion, which is just telling stories I guess I guess it would depend who it is I mean I've seen enough interviews with David Grush now yeah he doesn't seem like an agent of disinformation he doesn't seem confused I think he's, he's telling the yeah totally and I'm sure the people he talked to believed what they told him but but again to, that's an extraordinary claim we have been visited we got to have more than just the word of no matter how reliable you know like awesome. you said like you said my best friend <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and and but i still i just and need to see it too. yeah all right let me let me just wrap what you gotta go i just want to say so i think this is a good example we touched on some things we have pretty different beliefs about things and we're all buddies <laughs> right i mean different religious beliefs yeah. maybe metaphysical so what I see in this time of acrimony, especially for young people, is people have to, their beliefs have to comport totally. Oh, if you're a little deviant, I can't be friends with you. Like, why not? I mean, if anything, that makes the conversations more interesting, I would yeah, think. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it your book? 
was it your book uh, that you quoted Jefferson? Let friends uh, yeah, be wrong. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's my favorite line in the yeah, book. Yeah, let friends be wrong. Now, of course, your friends don't think they're wrong. Yeah, right. So it has to be reciprocal. They have right. to let you be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> cool. It has to go both ways. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Thanks. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you.